You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. What did you finally do, Joel? Uh, oh, I finally uploaded last week's podcast today. So, um, good news is... <laughs> You're like John Oliver. We're back. Last week's podcast tonight. Today. The good news is uh, we're back to releasing on Thursdays. The bad news is <laughs> it's because I've now skipped an entire week within the last month or so. But you know what? Hey, that's good. These, they're getting easier to edit because I'm getting lazier about it. <laughs> I, have, I haven't even listened Sorry. because I trust you. You, you lived it. I, li- I lived yeah. it. So what you been up to? You guys have a good weekend? Uh, we did have a good weekend. You know what we did? Because the weather was so nice um, and because we can't really go anywhere. Usually around springtime, we will uh, try to find a weekend, a nice weekend, to uh, to go camping. Get the dog, get the tent, drive on These out. motherfuckers went camping during the coronavirus outbreak. No, we didn't. We usually do, but we did the second best thing. Uh, and camped in our backyard, set the tent up there, and uh, made hamburgers and s'mores by the fire, ordered a fire pit. And, Man, that's uh, some ghetto-ass shit right there. Some, uh, it is a little bit. It is. It reminded me of uh, childhood and growing up. And uh, You'd make do with what you have, and uh, we did. Sat out and watched that's a good. movie outdoors. Brought the, See, that's the nice thing about camping in your own backyard. You can uh, just wheel the old 32-inch TV out, set it up on this very uh, folding table. And yeah. uh, we watched a movie, Joe, that you had recommended called Tag. Oh, came out in 2018 with uh, Jeremy Renner. Yet? Had not seen it. Um, it was was bequeathed to me <laughs> by. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry there. No, no, oh, oh, oh. Tess got the COVID. He's got, got the COVID. Got, got the Rona. No, no. Tess, you got the COVID. <laughs> no. Hey, Joe. The Roro. Little aside, a couple of weeks ago, you had texted something on our little thread, and you mentioned, like, oh, man, Rona's really fucking my, my work schedule up. And uh, I was not making the connection. I was like, oh, he must. <laughs> Jenna was asking. I was like, I, uh, some girl he wrote with named Rona, I guess, is really uh, <laughs> fucking this shit up. And she was like, I think he means the coronavirus. <laughs> it's it for corona. It's cool. <laughs> I wasn't picking up. You know, I'd never seen it uh, abbreviated that way. Jolo, Jono's Rona Mitra? <laughs> was it Rona Mitra? <laughs> but I'm wise now. I'm on to your there kids you and your slang. So but what yeah, did you think of Tag? Loved yeah, it, man. You... So funny. Uh, just a great oh, ensemble cast. I can't believe more ado wasn't made about it when it came out. Yeah. And maybe it was one of those, I don't know if it was recently released in like February or something. It was. I think it was a February yep. release. It was That'll kind of a sleeper it. hit. Um, I saw it just kind of on a whim and loved it. Like by the end of it, I was all like emotional and stuff. I was like, yeah. this, is a, this is a good flick, man. Got kind of touching. I think Sarah hasn't seen it yet. Mm-mm. Well, I don't want to spoil it then, either for Sarah or the rest of our listeners. But uh, we haven't been camping in our backyard. Yet. No, we haven't. <laughs> well, add it to Save the it. Uh, the list. But uh, I will. You said you were a little touched by the ending. I have to disagree. I felt that it, uh, it was a little um, manipulative and uh, oh, un- very unnecessary. <laughs> well, but but here's the thing. Oh, man, I really can't talk about this without giving away a major yeah, twist in the mil- don't movie. Do it. Yeah. All I can don't say do is, la, la, all right, la, here's la. what I say while Sarah has her fingers in her ears. They, there's like a twist, right, around the, in the third act. Um, uh-huh. And then after that, there's another twist, but the movie goes out of its way to convince you that it's not a twist. But at this point, yeah. I'm not believing anything. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. you don't know whether to take it seriously or whether it's part of the, you know, it's already cried wolf, and so I, I wasn't trusting well, it. I guess for me it wasn't so much of a twist because I kind of caught on to that early in the movie. Yeah, I guess. So in, in retrospect, you see them uh, dropping hints 
But still, yeah. you can't do what they did and and psych out the audience and then try to lay that bomb because now as an audience member, I'm just thinking, well, like, I don't believe this because they've already cried wolf. Right. Kind of like uh, Unbreakable. No, Unbreakable is a great film. <laughs> <laughs> it's made complete sense. Yeah, we're, we're, you can put your headphones back on. I, I, it still did not impede our enjoyment, though. Funny as hell, great cast. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's, that's a thumbs up from this. They really, break. they worked well together. Like, yes. especially, I'm, I'm constantly impressed with John Hamm's comedic chops. I was just going to say that. Fucking John Hamm is like a perfect human being, oh, yeah. and I hate him for it. Yeah. Yeah, he's so good. And like the, I love the Jeremy Renner internal monologues whenever they try to like tag him and stuff. Yeah, they were doing some like guy he's Ritchie. He's like Jason Borning it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the in the Sherlock movies when uh, he, yeah. he's announcing what he's going to do to his, his boxing opponent. <laughs> so John is coming at me and he's in that limp faggy way. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was a little surprised they said that. What are you going to do? Uh, all right, Tess, how about you? I watched uh, Gangs in New York again. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Wow, on purpose. <laughs> Why do you say it like that? You don't like I don't that? know. Like that, it's it's just it's a it's an exhausting film to watch. It, it really is. Oh yeah. That, that's right. It is an exhausting film to watch again. Mm-hmm. But I forgot about that. It's because none of my friends had seen it. And I was like, oh man, this is such a great movie. Let's throw it on right now. Not realizing it was about like three hours long. <laughs> it's three hours long. <laughs> it's a Scorsese movie. So yeah. And Sarah had said that it it should have won best uh, the Oscar for best original song that year. Which was what? It was the U2 song, right? Wasn't it? Uh, Hands That Built America. Oh, yeah. You know, you know what did win? Hmm. What? Eminem Lose, Lose yourself. yourself. All right. Well, that much more deserving. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Well, <laughs> I mean, we, we still sing that song. Sorry, so. Bono. He's weak. Arms are sweaty. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> so, boot, so boot to that other song. <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah, we threw that on. It was like three hours long. And I was like, the beginning of this movie, like the beginning to middle, amazing. But the end, it's that's it's still good, but it's there's a lot that's happening in there that they want you to understand that it's setting up that big battle that's supposed to happen at the end mm-hmm. that doesn't even really happen. That is just that last it's that fight between him and, and him and the butcher, of course, but like that battle between everybody else gets blown away you know because the war is going on with it it's so weird when you realize like john c Riley is in this movie in this it, drama is he it, it, exactly so it, it, it's so funny because i mean that's that's leading me into like what, what i'm gonna pick for my movie next week uh-huh. because he's in that movie as well and i was talking to them about i was like magnolia i was like this might be the most serious film that i think he's in even though he's the comedic relief in this entire movie and then we put on gangs in new york and there he is in this movie as well and i'm like oh shit <laughs> i didn't even know he was in this yeah i saw it years ago it's funny to imagine that john c Riley was slumming it in scorsese, in films scorsese before films. he started doing his other stuff <laughs> he was like ah you know i'll work on this scorsese flick you and know- then uh Finally, move on and do my own thing. What I remember about that film is uh, fucking Cameron Diaz just sticking out oh, like a sore shit. thumb, like just yeah. not rising to the caliber of everybody else. Here you got Daniel Day Lewis, you got Leonardo DiCaprio, you've got yep. uh, auteur John C. Riley, and mm-hmm. uh, Cameron Diaz just like doing her yeah. thing, and it just didn't didn't gel for me. No. Yeah. It was like yeah. Katie Holmes in that first Batman movie. You're like, what? Oh gosh, did she oh. win a contest? Who's- <laughs> I mean, honestly, it could have been. <laughs> It's like Katie Holmes in anything. <laughs> anything. I should have stopped there, yes. 
It's not very good. Um, yeah. What about you? Yeah, Have what you, you guys seen anything watch? new, babe? I'm rewatching Victoria. What is Victoria? Yay! Is that a show? It's a, a BBC show about. Uh, is it BBC? Mm, oh it's, yeah. Uh, it's like ITV. It's on Amazon Prime. As in the Queen. So the Queen oh, Victoria. Yes. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Starring Clara from Doctor Who, whose name I can't remember, but. Oh, I can't She's remember. Great. Oh, yeah. It's so it's so fun. I had to start rewatching it when our power went off last <laughs> oh a week ago because Oh, in the middle was, of our podcast. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I could stream it. It was the one thing I could stream and oh. wait, how were <laughs> you still getting my... signal when the power was off? Oh, like on your phone. On the phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was <clears throat> using all that data. <laughs> <laughs> wait till that bill comes in next month. Make it rain. Okay, don't tell anyone, but my dad still pays for my cell phone, so... <laughs> Surprise, man. Shh. Hey, that's on him. Hey, I need to get on that plane. We offered Joe <laughs> that sweet deal. He said Some friends no. and family. Mm. Yeah, he got him a deal know. with his dad. My dad, who has limited data. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> the data rolls over, and like the very next day, we're out. It's already out. <laughs> <laughs> you picked the wrong horse, Joe. Yeah, because Joe. I'm sharing the plan with my older sister and my dad and like both my like my sister will write because we'll get that text and it's like you've used 75% of your data <laughs> it's like March and I'm like third. it just reset it's just <laughs> and so she'll write me and she'll be like what are you doing I'm like nothing and so we're both convinced that my dad has shit running on his phone and he doesn't, doesn't know, know. <laughs> uh, I haven't I haven't seen anything new uh, I um I have procured a, a copy of the new Scoob the animated, the oh, new yes. animated Scooby Doo movie. Anybody oh. famous doing voices in that? I've, I keep seeing commercials for that. Yeah, uh, I can't wait to see it. Um, I've also um, downloaded, and I sh- I don't need to because it's on Netflix. But the um, that new Chris Hemsworth movie that's on Netflix. Oh, Extraction! Um, oh. Extraction! Yeah, yeah, yeah that looks I, good. I, I'm I'm excited to check that one out too. Oh, this Dude. just in: Will Forte doing the voice of Shaggy in this voice of Shaggy. Scoob. Yeah, yes, sir. Um, let me think. I, I guess that's it. I've just been I've been video gaming. I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen with Jay. Uh, well, whatever happened to Part Seven? Seven that is. You were waiting uh, for. I, I've been I've been kind of waiting on that because I want to stream that. I don't understand. I want to stream it. I want to Twitch stream it. Oh, I see what you're saying. I so, so like I'm waiting for a time when I know that I'm going to have a little bit of a stretch with Final Fantasy fourteen. I kind of jump in and out every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um trying to catch jay but the last time dude jay and i played this past weekend because we wanted to get are you guys familiar with the final fantasy games oh yeah okay so there um there are these birds in the final fantasy games test called chocobos Chocobo. and like you can ride them they're like horse birds uh and so we <laughs> wanted to get ours at, at a certain point in the game you can get your own mounts and so it was like this quest line we had to follow. We started playing at nine o'clock at night. I think it was right after we finished recording the podcast last week. Mm-hmm. We started recording or we started playing at nine and started going down these quest lines. And I'm asking Jay because he's reading along on like an FAQ. He's like, okay, we just have to do a couple of these quests and then we can open up the quest to get the Chocobo and we're good. Fast forward to like four o'clock in the morning. Oh, Jesus. And wow. I finally, I finally, because I had gone past him, he was waiting and watching the cinematics after every mission that we finished. Mm-hmm. He would sit and watch it, and I'd just kind of X out of it and move on to the next thing. I was like, I, dude, I do not have time for this. Uh, and uh, it was, I finally got mine about four something, 4 30 in the morning. But then I felt bad. I'm like, well, I want to wait for him to get his. We'll do the celebratory screenshot. I was like, Jay, hurry up. I'm waiting for you. My kids are going to be up in about an hour and a half. Oh, I want to get a little bit of sleep. 5.30. 
his ass comes rolling in at the finish line, 5.30, and I'm just sitting there. And he's like, uh, okay. And he gets the person to hand in the quest to get the bird, and he's watching the guy. And you could see when your party members are watching cutscenes. <laughs> and so I message him. I'm like, dude, cut <laughs> off that fucking cutscene. Take this picture so I can go to bed. Dude, I mean, I love Jay. I love him to death. But, like, bro lives at home still with his family <laughs> works from home doesn't have any kids he's gonna take care of i'm like come on man that's the but problem with those him. final fantasy games man my brother around uh part seven or eight is when they stopped being video games and started being movies that you yeah. then had to play a little bit to unlock the next movie basically like uh, playing a metal gear game yeah like playing metal gear yeah uh, yeah exactly it, it's it's ridiculous. Like I understand that, and I get it. I get that kind of medium. Mm. I get that to some people, they're like, you know, these are telling stories that are just as good, if not better, than movies you can watch nowadays. But like, I paid my sixty bucks. Yes, I want to play the game. Let yes. me play this thing, uh, especially an MMO. An MMO does not have to have these cutscenes. I don't play an MMO for the story. I play it for the social aspect mostly. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's what I've been spending my time doing. That and kids. <laughs> we have those still. Speaking of your kids, what's going to happen when uh, one of them has a, a poop disaster in the middle? No, no. <laughs> I'm saying, when they have a poop disaster, yeah, or like in the middle of this podcast. Usually, they've uh, had. Well, they're asleep usually when we do this podcast. They, same question but, still applies, bro. Harper yesterday Uh-oh. had two accidents. Oh no, two. She'll be listening to this ten years from now and be mortified. I just feel I feel like the COVID quarantine life mm-hmm. is kind of messing with her a little bit emotionally, yeah. uh, mentally. All of us. I think it's I think there's a little bit of a a negative effect. Obviously, Aww. what's going on with her developmentally with this? No, man. Every day, every day, this child asks the same thing. Like so hopeful. She's like, today, maybe we could go on a walk. Aww. And I'm like, as I'm sitting here at my laptop, I'm like, yeah, I mean, maybe. <laughs> just let me let mommy finish the work. Let daddy finish his work. Aww. James just crawls around crying at people and like, <laughs> I swear, we'll feed you and change your diaper in a minute. He he, he climbs on the cat. He thinks the cat's his father now. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Did I tell you every sometimes when we're doing the uh, the work, the the Zoom calls for work, I'll point to Tess and I'll look at James and go, look, it's daddy. This is fantastic. Yes. More of this. Very confused. No, this is how we start training children early, not to fear people who look a little bit different. Yeah. There you go. That's a good message. Way to pivot. Go with that. Also, if Joe drops dead, Tess, you're gameplay important, right? (laughs) right. I mean, those those first two or three years, you don't really remember a lot from it anyway. I mean, he he remembers him being there, so uh, there's plenty of time for him to just like swoop in, take over. This is like that heart conditions movie we're talking about. Listen to our heart condition episode from uh, February. (laughs) Except instead, it's going to be my dead ass in the picture with Tess with you. And do I still have to yell at you like Dinza? Yeah. <laughs> you, you just keep calling me a wop. Oh. <laughs> like, like, Dago! 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 <laughs> That's really funny if you listen to our episode. Yeah. Get the context. <laughs> just screaming it at Tess till he has a heart attack. <laughs> Dago! Say it, Tess! Uh, uh, Dago! Uh. Dago! <laughs> 
Oh, man. Good times. This is the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. My name's Joel. And this is where we it's come just... to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies, sometimes <laughs> bad movies. No matter what the case, every week we will watch a movie and then talk about it with each other. And with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, we invite to take part in the discussion. Go to facebook.com slash editingbay or in the search bar on Facebook. Type in the Editing Bay. Find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that, and that's where you can talk back to us. Let us know what you think about the movie of the week, or if you have ideas for movies for us to watch in the future, you can put your suggestions there. Or if you happen to be married to one of us, uh, you can also suggest <laughs> the movies, and we'll get them added to the list. Uh, and uh, that's how we came upon the uh, the idea to watch the movie that we watched this week. Now, which uh, came first? Oh, sorry. The chicken came first. <laughs> no, I mean, did, really? did you see that the movie was available <laughs> really? to watch and then decided to do the podcast? Or did you watch the movie and then decide after the words, hey, no. this would be a good podcast movie? No, uh, Sarah had a couple of suggestions for movies. And uh, I, I told her, I was like, this, this week's my pick. What do you want to watch? Hmm. And she, uh, she landed on The Princess Diary. She wanted to watch this movie from 2001, uh, directed by Mr. Gary Marshall, who right. also directed, hold on, let me pull up my notes here. Da, 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 da. Never been kissed. Did he direct Never Been Kissed? I mean, oh, maybe wow. not. Okay, so he did Overboard, Beaches, oh, yeah. Pretty Woman, Runaway Bride, and a bunch of movies based on holidays. <laughs> oh, that's right. There's New Year's Day, Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, anything with the yeah. with the word day in Arbor it. Day. Uh, Groundhog Day. Harbor Day. <laughs> Father's Day. Uh, the budget for this movie was $26 million. It brought in... A hundred and sixty-five point oh, three million. Holy shit! Oh, yeah, and that's impressive too. Because the the only big name in this movie really was like uh, Julie Andrews, who hadn't been relevant for like thirty years, right? Yeah. Because Anne Hathaway was not a known this, quantity. At this no, point, this right? was her first movie. Yeah. This was like her really? first role. Wow, what Amazing. a breakout role! Uh, and this was Julie Andrews' first movie, first Disney movie. Since Mary Poppins. Really? Interesting. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. They have like a bad breaking up or something, and this was the, I, the makeup bro, I movie? I don't know. Not sure. But I will say that to make $165.3 million in 2001 with the competition it had mm-hmm. is pretty impressive. Well, let's hear uh, 2001 saw the beginning of a few franchises, uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, I've heard of it. Love that. Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> Shit. Shrek. Spirited Away, Monsters, Inc., The Fast and the Furious, Zoolander, Donnie Darko, A Beautiful Mind, Ocean's Eleven, Pearl Harbor, Training Day, Save the Last Dance, Mulholland Drive, Not Another Teen Movie, A Knight's Tale, uh, Tess's Favorite, Baby Boy, (laughs) Vanilla Sky, The Mummy Returns, Moulin Rouge, AI, Jurassic Park 3, Tomb Raider, How High, Super Troopers, <laughs> Rush Tower 2, and the Royal Tenenbaums. Just wow. the name of hey. hey. Wes Anderson. Uh, uh, like yeah. that. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, 2001's uh, the, the Princess Diaries, or what I like to call it, the G-rated uh, Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman 2, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Although, yeah. Runaway Bride, I believe, already holds the mantle as Pretty Woman 2. So this is like a Young Pretty Woman or something like that. Is it? I, I never saw Little it. Pretty I, Woman. You never saw Runaway Bride? Never well, have you Runaway seen Pretty Bride. Woman? Yeah. Then you've seen Runaway Bride. Is she a hooker in Runaway Bride, too? Uh, I mean, not officially, but uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's. I'm just saying all of the beats are there. Uh, it's very formulaic. You know what's going to happen before it happens, much like this movie that we're talking about today, I would argue. Yeah. 
the princess diaries so i'm i'm gathering from joel that he didn't very much enjoy this ride. No, you know what's funny i actually saw this in theaters when it came out i don't know why somehow i got dragged to it this was what? not of my own volition what but what? Uh, what? at the time i remember having those thoughts okay this is just like pretty woman obviously same director um mm-hmm. corny some silly unbelievable things going on here and yet my takeaway was hey that was fairly enjoyable. And who is this Anne Hathaway girl? She's going to set the world on fire because she she fucking carries this movie, which is saying a lot when you've got uh, Julie Andrews um, as your, your front build, right? I don't know if she carried this movie, but I think what? she went a long way towards anchoring it. I, I, I'm sorry, Joe. I disagree with you. If this movie didn't have Anne Hathaway in it, like, I don't care. Julie Andrews cannot save this film. Really? No, you think she did? I, I think... I'd agree with that. I think that this film relies heavily on Julie Andrews kind of mm. setting the tone. I think for what's that's going the way they the pitched it. And, and I hear you. Yes, she's, she's the motherly figure in it, but I can name a dozen she's actresses. She's the grandmotherly figure. Ah, I see what you did there. I can name a dozen <laughs> other actresses who could have played that exact same role. I'm sure we've got ideas when we do our recast. Um, uh-huh. But who we else, who else in, in 2001 could have done what uh, Anne Hathaway did with this role? There's my uh, rhetorical question for the day. That would be. <laughs> I've, I have a few answers to your questions, but we'll, we'll get to that out. a little bit later on. All right. Yeah. Um, no, okay. But I, I will say this. I think that the, the the standout star of this movie is Anne Hathaway. Agreed. I think that there's I think there's something about her. There's a star quality mm-hmm. to her that's so apparent and evident while you're watching this movie where she she you sit there and you watch her in this movie and you're like, oh, yeah, you're a star. Like yep. you just – you're a star in the making. We're just waiting. We're waiting for you to explode. Absolutely. Uh, and and she did. You know, she she made it. She she ended up in movies like Serenity with Matthew McConaughey, which means yeah. or McConaughey. <laughs> McConaughey. McConaughey. Yeah. Listen to our Serenity I mean, episode from uh, earlier this year. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch Serenity with me? No. No. And not the good Serenity. The uh, yes. Yeah. No. 2019's <laughs> Serenity or 20. Was that this year? It was two thousand. No, it was two thousand nineteen. Okay, yeah, it was like January of the last year, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. It was crazy. It was. Uh, I won't even. No, you know what? We'll talk about it later. <laughs> uh, listen to the episode. There you go. Um, favorite no, Anne Hathaway so- movie, by the way. Do you have a favorite Anne Hathaway film? Ooh, uh, um, Serenity. Uh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I'm looking at our IMDb here. Of course, we've got Dark Knight Rises. Les Miserables. Forgot she was in that. Colossal. A little. In, of course, Devil Wears Prada. That There's probably the, has to be mine. I liked Colossal a lot. I liked the one where she was sick in it. I forget which one that was. Les Miserables. <laughs> That's definitely one of them. <laughs> Ocean's 8. No. Um, Love and Other Drugs. That's the one where she's in it with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, that one where she's sick. She, yes. she was also yeah. in uh, Brokeback Mountain with Jake Gyllenhaal, which was the role that kind of, like, this was her first role. And I would mm-hmm. probably argue that Brokeback Mountain was the one that kind of put her on the map as a dramatic actress, as a legit actress. And then, of course, The the Princess Diaries 2 from 2004. Which was also a highly successful uh, money-making film. Yeah. Oh, really? You got the stats? (laughs) Yeah, it was uh, the budget for the second one was like $45 million. And it still brought in $146 million. Wow. That's pretty good. Surprising there wasn't a part three. Although, you can't make... Uh, Princess Diaries movie without Anne Hathaway, and at that point, she probably didn't need it, right? I mean, need it. <laughs> it's not like it's not like her 
her collection, her body of work is just full of like, you know, critical acclaimed films. I don't know, like man. she's done she was in the Alice in Wonderland, the, the Disney well, Alice in Wonderland. Well, movies. yes, but for every one of those, there's a Rachel getting married or Interstellar or um mm-hmm. or a Serenity. She <laughs> always comes back to that. <laughs> I'm just saying, Serenity is a special kind of bad, right? Yeah. And like, and and I think we even said in the podcast, though, like, there's definitely an aspect to it that I think that the actors were drawn to, that where they were like, this is such a different idea. This is, you know, I think I want to, I want to do this. This is so like artistically different than what I think people are expecting. But because of like the way it was marketed and ultimately the final story, the way it was put together, that's what's bad about it. I I, I think I give Serenity a bad rap. You know, no, it, it gets it's still it a questionable career choice. So let's get into this film. Let's do it, Sarah. Tell us about the Princess Diaries. <laughs> I know what do, you, what do you want me to say? So it's uh, <laughs> I want you to just. I mean, that's not really my job here, is it? So it's a girl. <laughs> it's a girl who discovers that her long lost grandmother is actually the queen of a country that none of us have ever heard of, <laughs> and she is the princess of that country, and now she. Needs to stop being a wallflower and go rule a nation. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. There you go. That's pretty much it. Guys, this has been fun. Thanks for having me. <laughs> good night, everybody. No, that is uh, succinct and on the spot. And and to that end, they don't really spend a lot of time talking about the dad. I, I'm still a little unclear as to what happened to the father. Uh, he's died yeah, by the died. time we, the movie starts. But We worked that out last night. That like, So her grandfather, the king... Mm-hmm like a year prior and so then her father who was the crown prince died like what two months but that's what we worked out it yeah he died two months before the events of the movie mm-hmm. yeah so she refers to and uh not Anne hathaway um julie andrews refers to him as the crown prince she's like your father was the crown prince so did he never step up as the king of genovia I guess or, not because as long as Julie Andrews is around, I mean, I don't know much about the monarchy, but um, if there's a queen still around, she's top of the food chain until she passes, and then then he would have become king, right? No, oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. No, but she's she says that in the movie. She says, "I'm I'm royal by marriage, but you're royal by blood, so you can oh. rule." So Queen Clarice can't actually rule. So I don't know what the delay was, unless there was some big coronation that they never got around to. You know what details. Yeah. Everybody's dead and we need a princess. So ultimately I feel like that's the sloppy that's one of the big sloppy points of this movie is this whole like the father that wasn't there didn't really have a relationship with his daughter but was like sending her birthday presents every year. Yeah. Okay, so it's hard for me to sympathize about the fact that he died if he like gave up his kid to go be like right. the crown prince of a country. Yeah. Also, I'm not really buying the story that the mother is giving about. Uh, oh, you know, At all. we didn't want you to be burdened by being this princess. So we lied to you for your entire life till you're 15 years old. Um, why? Why? To what end? Now you've ruined this girl's teenage years because, of course, mm-hmm. the truth will out, as they say. Right. And so Sarah and I spent a lot of time last night trying to like fix that whole thing, <laughs> that whole backstory, and like make it better. Yeah, what'd you come up with? <laughs> well, we came up with that her father died, like, not long after she was born. Mm-hmm. So that way there's, like, it wasn't a choice that he made to not be around. Because no matter how you cut it, that seems bl- like yeah, bullshit. absentee like, father. You made the choice to not, like, 
what i hope you understand i had to put my people first what <laughs> wait that's your daughter though <laughs> she is your people so i thought okay he dies early on like when she's a baby he dies so the mother who was never part of this royal life anyway and felt like kind of an outsider mm-hmm. decides to take her daughter and go live in the states where she's from so no she takes her home to the, to the states where she raises her as just a normal kid but meanwhile like the crown like the the royal family of genovia has been like financing why they live in a huge ass converted firehouse yes because there's no way in some San woman Francisco. yeah in San Francisco no way some woman selling her paintings every yeah. couple nights that's, is going to afford that that's the other thing too you're trying to tell me that this hippy dippy chick who uh is kind of living this freewheeling lifestyle we've seen everything through the course of this movie that Anne Hathaway has to go to 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 become proper right to become a, a princess you know, mm-hmm. you're telling me the mom didn't have to go through that and she was fucking married to the guy for who knows how long, long enough to sire a child. Exactly. Sire. <laughs> wow. So fun. <laughs> well, they're royalty. <laughs> Joel went through some princess training, I see. <laughs> the last hour and a half, I've been tra- nothing but princesses in this house. And so I guess, you know, there's, there's, I have that problem with that, with like mm-hmm. the whole father deal and the, the, mom and so that's kind of the story we would have come up with we're like we could have okay. fixed it if it was just this no i'm just saying though like that would have probably fixed a little bit of that because yeah, it seemed really sloppy uh like like they kind of wanted to have their cake and eat it too exactly so that way they could still have the touching like he writes her a letter for her final birthday oh, and, man. and i'm like that because we never actually got to meet him and all he was was like some PA that they took a picture yeah. of and put on her desk and then had some other famous actor voice him. I know. When he, he reads By the letter. way, Renee Aubergonis' voice does not sound like it would come out of that guy's body of that or group. head or face. Renee Aubergonois. Aubergonois. Rest in peace. Oh. Um, oh. But Joe, you're talking about uh, this movie um, wanting to have its cake and eat it too. That's that could be the review for this film because yeah. it's all about this girl who she gets to be the ugly duckling, right? She gets to be the one with the heart and everything, and yet she still gets to have the makeover and be the princess in the end and get the boy and and it's it's just like a wet a girl's wet dream, right, Sarah? Like Twilight. Yes. <laughs> is is this a wet dream of yours? <laughs> it's like every eighties movie, though, right? Every 80s movie yes, where like except it came out in 2001. She's got a great personality, but nobody thinks she's pretty. You know, suddenly she has like you take off her glasses and good God, she's Anne Hathaway. Mm-hmm. And she's got like this these lips that I would even kiss. You know, <laughs> like she's just she's gorgeous. That so yeah, that I mean I, I kind of appreciate that that it's like like Gary Marshall's throwback to like every 80s yeah. like mm-hmm. Molly Ringwald movie. Like transformative uh can't buy me love. Yes. It's very can't buy me love. Yeah. But I don't really mm-hmm. feel like she like earns any of that. And, and I'm not she, sure she does either. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like we didn't get to learn enough about Mia. Like, just to begin with, like, I felt like we rushed right into, you're a princess. Mm-hmm. Instead of, like, kind of getting an idea of what her day-to-day is like and what she does as, you know. Well. So, so that way, when she realizes she's actually a princess, mm-hmm. like, we as an audience kind of understand, like, wow this is really going to be transformative. Like this is going to change who she is or, well, or I mean, whatever. 
Well, I mean, she threw up on her class. Her day-to-day is falling out of chairs and just constantly like falling over. Like for the first half hour, she's just falling over. For a girl that works at a rock climbing gym, she is very clumsy. I would not trust her to uh, belay me. (laughs) And it's like they had to they had to make sure that they reminded us she was 15 at just different points of the movie. They're like, oh, we haven't said she's 15 in a while. So we have to say a line out of nowhere. Oh, is this for is this for not having a licensed driver in the car? (laughs) At the time of filming, she was 19 years old. Oh yeah. When this, when this movie came out, she was nineteen. That feels but, about uh, right. One of the things that uh, that stuck out to uh, to to Sarah that she mentioned a bunch was the uh, the awkward editing, the weird cuts. Oh yeah. Did you notice any of that, Sarah? That or, okay. That is it, but... that's the reason I suggested this because there's so many moments in this film where you're like, who edited this? The big one for me is when. Princess Mia. Mia tells her best friend Lily that she's a princess, right? Oh my so they've just gotten out of the limo, and Lily's all mad at her. She's like, I'm going to throw your friendship charm. Yeah, and really being a bitch. Because you changed yeah. your hair. Because you changed your hair, and you're wearing a hat. Big so she <laughs> she pulls her, for whatever reason, she pulls her. Mia, deli- Anne Hathaway, delivers her line from behind a tree, yes. and then pulls her friend into behind the tree with her mm-hmm. suddenly a leaf blower turns the volume up <laughs> yes. and then the volume on the leaf blower goes away so and it pulls back and like lily steps back and she's still apparently yelling but you can't hear any sound from her mouth mm-hmm. it's the most bizarre like somebody like they gave some guy in the editing room like like 24 hours they're like cut this shit now <laughs> we gotta get this in theaters immediately and that's what we ended up with it's, i'm it's the most bizarre editing ever so i'm convinced that this movie was supposed to actually work in a different sequence i think that sequentially this movie was supposed to be completely different and then in the editing room they had to change that up so that way they could get to her being a princess and realizing she's a princess much sooner uh i don't know like something like that where she she pulls her to the tree and tells her and we don't hear what she says suggests to me that like the filmmakers didn't originally want the audience to know what she was saying. At least that's what I'm thinking there is. Like, oh. So are we not supposed to know? Cause we already know what her secret is. The only reason you would do that is to keep it from the audience. To me, that just felt like lazy storytelling. Like they didn't want to go through the yeah. trouble to rehash the same story so that the audience has to hear it a second time. The audience already knows. So it's like, we're just going to quickly cue in the major characters so that they're all caught up and not waste any uh-huh. time on it. Yeah, that was my take. Man. Yeah, there's there's so many better ways to do it. But it was awkward. Um, yes, very awkward. How would you guys? Uh, what do you guys think of the uh, supporting cast? We talk about, about Hector Elizondo <laughs> well, as as Joe, the security guard. Again, um, pulling in the same cast that he had in Pretty Woman, right? Like, was Hector Elizondo in Pretty Woman? I thought so, and he. I know Larry Miller was. Larry Miller, fucking Larry Miller, <laughs> man. Yeah, Hector Elizondo was in there. Kind of playing like Hitting the same out role. out of the park. Larry Miller is the stylist. Love him. I, dude, doing doing so some funny. weird accent that I, I don't know if he was like, I'm going to uh, invent an accent that they speak in Genovia because nobody else. Uh-huh. Fucking Julie Andrews still sounds like Mary Poppins um, yeah. doing like a faux British accent. Nobody else from that country seems to have an accent. Is is Genovia like a, a country near Greece? Is it supposed to be near Greece? Because her like last name is like Thermopolis. 
Thermop. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, okay, so that's a Greek last name, right? It does sound like it, but I guess it's got to be uh, geographically close to San Francisco because they're able to get there and back again fairly quickly. Really quick. Yeah. Really quick. Um, that's where the sequel takes place, I'm told. <laughs> with the, Chris Pine. The mythical island of Genovia. Oh. That's right. Co-starring. Yeah. Captain Kirk. Chris Pine plays the uh, the love interest mm-hmm. in that one. Um, no, you know what? I... Um, I found this movie to be pretty harmless, uh, <laughs> which I guess it's, it's not. It's not a glowing review. Uh, I I went into it thinking I was going to hate it, like I was just going to totally. Hate oh, is this your experience. first time seeing it? Yeah, I'd never seen it before. Oh wow! I didn't mind the movie. I felt like the movie ultimately it's not for me. It's not aimed at me. I'm not the target audience for the Princess Diaries. True, that's a lie, Joe. <laughs> but it's it's. <laughs> Well, Tess, you're age appropriate for this movie. What did you think? I mean, well, that's the thing. <clears throat> when this movie came out, actually, it played on Disney Channel so much, and I never said I never sat down to watch it. Every single time, I always saw bits and pieces of it, and was just like, "Yeah, this isn't for me. This, uh-huh. I should never watch this." So when you said <laughs> we were watching it last week, I was like, "Oh man, my greatest nightmare." <laughs> Here we go. But I do love Anne Hathaway, so I guess I will watch this movie finally. And you were never a hopeful teenage girl, Tess. No, I was oh, never. no, he was. <laughs> what do you mean, he was? was the, he was the girl Beetleborg. Hey, hey, shut up. I told you that. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess I do love show tunes and songs like the average teenage girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll love Les Mis, also starring oh, yeah. Anne Hathaway. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So, Spoiler oh. alert, she loses her hair, though, so that may not do it for you. Oh. She does not get the same Princess Diaries makeover. It's that funny. Film. But she still has those lips. Oh. Yes, yeah. and those eyebrows. Do love those. And, and the best singer in the movie, arguably. The best singer in She's the film. Doing her own singing, that's right. Yeah. Hugh Jackman's not bad. Uh, uh, he sounds like a bleeding goat, man. <laughs> Oh, wow. But yeah, you're talking about the uh, supporting cast. Uh, Hector uh-huh. Elizondo, Larry Miller's great. Even the friend, the uh, the gawkish friend. Uh, uh-huh. She she kind of steals some scenes. We've got Sandra O oh playing the vice principal. Loves Prince every scene yeah. she was in. Hilarious. Principal Gupta. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hands down for me, uh, best supporting actor. What or- about Mandy Moore? Uh, oh, yeah. And, yeah, and, I guess. What about, and what about Schwartzman's uh, brother, Robert? <laughs> It was so funny because I was like, oh, yeah, well, I bet that, what is that, supposed to be like Jason Schwartzman's brother? Robert Schwartzman. And so I was like, yeah, it is. It's like, well, oh, is it? Is it really Robert Schwartzman? Yeah, Robert yeah. Is Jason Schwartzman's brother. Shut up. He's yes. cute Schwartzman. It's funny because Sarah's like, he's the, the cute Schwartzman. I'm like, yeah, but he's the one that doesn't have any acting jobs. <laughs> Total shit. Wow, look at awkward this. Awkward for the sake of being awkward. Jason oh. Schwartzman at least has the acting jobs. His uncle is Francis <laughs> Ford Coppola. Cage. Cousin is Nicolas Cage. Cousin Sophia yeah. Coppola. What? And cousin-in-law, Spike Jones. There you go. Wow. What? Yeah. Well, Come I on. stand correct. I didn't Coppola know it was, Royal was Nick Cage. Yeah. Nick wow. Cage is, a, is Nick Coppola. That's mm. his real name. That's right. What? I was yeah. eight years old when I found that out. Wait, his name isn't Nick Cage? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nick Cage isn't his real name. But it's okay, because Luke Cage's real last name is Cage. It's not Coppola. Okay. 
<laughs> I was about to say, I was, I was about to say, man, my life—it's a lie. <laughs> yes. well, then yeah, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage is part of the Coppola family, mm-hmm. and he changed his last name because he wanted to make like a name for himself, yeah, just like Emilio oh. Estevez. I'm yeah. about to say, okay, so this is like the Sheen, this is like a Charlie Sheen's right. Them. Yeah, yeah. Except Nick Cage still used his family to get famous. He just changed his. <laughs> didn't name. want the name holding him back. <laughs> But he still oh, wow. used them to get his to get his career off the ground. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. So star studded cast, but the more uh, you know. Still still uh my favorite supporting character is uh Fat Louie the cat. I think that cat puts <laughs> <laughs> a uh, performance in that uh, every time I see that cat, man, he's got some uh, some golden moments there that just made me guffaw uh-huh. out loud. Yeah. <laughs> And when he shows up at the end, he's got the crown on at the end. A two-hour oh, movie, yeah, and Joel, Joel is like, he's critically acclaimed the cat's performance. No, I, like, I love the, uh, the the news reporter, the guy who had the top half suit and yeah. the shorts in the, the bottom shorts. half. God. Oh this movie, throw, it's, it's, so, it, it's about the most Gary Marshall, Gary Marshall film there is. Because he is telling you so many things that are happening in this movie, but not showing you anything. Like we find out that her mom and her teacher are starting to date. We're told this in a piece of dialogue. It never actually has any impact on the story of the movie. Other than the fact that like at the end, when they're at the the ball or whatever, the, the teacher comes up to her and he's like, I'm sure your daughter's okay. Like puts his hand on her. Who is this guy? And the thing is, I did that. I forgot that they had that conversation that they were dating now. And so that happens. And I turned to Sarah and I'm like, why the fuck is her teacher like all stepping up on her mom like that? She's like, well, they had they had that conversation that they're starting to date. I've seen this movie before. (laughs) Uh, But why was that necessary? Exactly. Why was that storyline at all necessary? It doesn't play in at all. There was a lot of stuff that felt like it wasn't necessary that like was just the there to bad time. Unnecessary. Uh, the entire dude. fucking beach party. Well. Except for letting Mandy Moore sing a terrible little song. We didn't need the beach oh, party. Oh, and, and you know that was part of her contract. She's like, I'll be in your movie, but I'm going to have a single on the soundtrack, and I'm going to shimmy on the beach. I like Mandy Moore. I think that she's a talented mm. actress. Yeah. Uh, I think that she's kind of wasted in this role. I think that had they kind of constructed her more like a Regina George in this movie. Yeah. It would have been a, a little bit more satisfactory when Mia decides to be the, the the princess of Genovia. Like we needed to see a little bit of that comeuppance. And I don't think we ever saw it. Really? There was no real comeuppance with her. There was no comeuppance with Josh. Josh. It was, I don't know, it was, it was just a little unsatisfying in that respect. There were the, but this just... performance with uh, with Mandy Moore, I think this performance is what got her the role in Saved. And I think that was a role that kind of made Mandy Moore be, I mean, it was kind of an indie role. but it And she was playing the same character, kind of like a bitchy blonde chick. Yeah. But it made her more of a legit actress instead of just like a bubblegum pop star. Yeah, yeah. I found her pretty hateable in this film, and, and you're supposed to. But yeah. uh, something about her... Like, she plays that role a little too well. You know what I'm saying? She keeps playing yeah. that. Like you said, also in Saved. And I, oh, God. Hey, the same uh, supporting actress, also in Saved, who plays the best oh, friend. Really? Heather Matarazzo. Heather, Heather, Heather Matarazzo. Heather Matarazzo, who now, is, is she not related. Gatton, <laughs> she is not. Okay, so here's the funny thing <laughs> everyone's related in this movie. Get, no, wait, listen. Gatton Matanzaro's mother mm-hmm. is Heather Matanzaro. Matarazzo. Matarazzo, whatever, however you just spell <laughs> My it. My favorite cheese. That's the his mother's name is Heather Matarazzo. 
but it's not this Heather Matarazzo. Oh, interesting. That's confusing. <laughs> because I, I did some looking up on, on Wikipedia. I was like, okay, I think this is his mom. She's old enough. And then I looked, and, and you know how it lists like your partners or spouses or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Heather Matarazzo from this movie has only been involved with other women. <laughs> so oh, there you go. Wow. It's not the same one. You but, think? Uh, but cl- Bum, bum, bum. Oh, or is it? No, because if you look up Gatton Matarazzo's Wikipedia page, mm-hmm. it shows that his mother was married to a guy named Giatano. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Nicholas Coppola. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. I don't know. I liked I liked the, the, the Lily character okay. It seemed a little like too on the surface. Like everything was yeah. just on the surface. There was nothing deeper than that. Like they had their one of the things you know that frustrates me is when you you introduce a conflict between two main characters and then you resolve it within five seconds. Yeah. Like I can't yeah. stand that. Like you've you've now you've planted a seed of something that you can develop and use to kind of motivate your characters through the course of the film, and then you've just completely obliterated it. Like at the end, and I still have a problem with this. At the end, Anne Hathaway has this whole speech about how she she wants to use this position as the princess of of Genovia. Mm-hmm. To like finally give people a voice for my and, people, or, or, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, but I feel like you haven't stood for anything this entire movie. Yeah, and now it's just a little too like we didn't even have a moment where she finally stands for something. And I know like she stands up for herself, but she doesn't like stand for something bigger than her. Exactly. And the fact that that never happens makes that ending monologue seem kind of hollow to me. I That's totally why they agree. had a second, they, they had to have a second film to really <laughs> hash that out. Women's rights and coming soon to movie number is two. Is it really? Is that what the, the theme of the second one is? She movie number two is or something? She, she can't rule the country yeah. unless she's married is the, the plot of movie uh, number two. So It just is fucking vapid this, this film. So no, Joel. So, spoiler, <laughs> she has to choose to either marry someone she doesn't love or oh. or make a speech that says, we should let women well, the... stand on their merits instead of forcing them to be tied to a man. And she gets married, married, doesn't she? I wonder what she does. And then she runs off with Chris Evans. She gets married. <laughs> <laughs> Who is, I'm guessing, a prince? Wait, Chris Evans? Chris Evans. Is Chris Evans in it too? Well, that'd be too? awesome. No, it's or just Chris Pine. Just Chris Pine. Oh, okay. Every Chris is the Chris same. Chris Evans. Like, oh my god, I'm Chris American. Evans. Chris White Pines. guys named Chris are all the same. America's ass. Chris Evans. <laughs> wow. White guys you named know Chris are all the same. You're I correct. feel like the one person who can't stand the America's ass thing is probably America Ferrera. She's, <laughs> she's probably not happy with any of that. Why does everybody keep talking about my ass? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Hey, blame your parents for naming you after the country. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I I loved the relationship between Mia and Joe, the Hector Elizondo character. Yeah. Yes. Um, I loved the chemistry between Hector Elizondo and um and Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews, yeah. The scene where they start dancing together, I thought was very sweet. Mm-hmm. Was char- I wish there was more of that in this movie. I loved Anne Hathaway. I thought obviously Anne Hathaway is your star of this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she, she's so stand out, but I kind of felt I myself was more drawn to the story of Julie Andrews and Hector Elizondo and like what they had going on. And I feel cheated that we didn't get to flesh that story out with them a little bit more. Yeah. It's not called the queen's diary, Joe. 
It know? sure isn't, or else uh, Freddie Mercury would have been all over this. <laughs> and you know what, Joe, did you think... <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Queen's Diary. Joe, did Instead, you they think... called it Bohemian Rhapsody. Did you, <laughs> did you think uh, that three-quarters of the way into this film, there would actually be a diary that shows up, or did you just think the title was, oh, these are the diaries of this I... princess? I got to tell you, as we hit about the halfway point of the movie, I thought that's what it was—the second one. Like, I—I I felt like, oh, okay. Thank God, there's that not must, a literal that diary. Must be the title, and then the literal—the literal diary shows up, <laughs> and Sari uh, goes, "See, it's the princess's diary." I was like, ah, <laughs> yeah, wow. Thank God. <laughs> or else it's, I would have felt really jipped. It, it feels like they came up with the title of the movie first before the plot. Well, it was a book. Oh, was it? Oh, uh, that's right. It's, based on a novel. Yeah. It's based on a YA Novel. book, uh, which was called The Princess Diaries, I think. Oh, there you go. Uh, but in the, in the book, the uh, the Mia character was, uh, I think she was of African descent. Oh. And what? they they Yeah. And oh, I think it was because, like, it was. It was completely whitewashed. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. <sighs> well, that was, you know how I was reading the Wikipedia entry for like an hour while the movie was going on? Yeah. <laughs> That's there what I There was nothing else to be doing. When I learned all the other actresses that... Anne Hathaway beat out yeah. for the role. Oh, well, let's hear. Yeah, well, Tess. Tess, it sounds like you you read up on it too. Well, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, she wasn't the she wasn't the initial pick for this movie. Actually, yeah. they went a bunch of people like uh, in the double digits. Actually, apparently, uh, before they eventually found her, and honestly, they got it right with her because, as we saw, it made a lot of money. The first person they offered the role to was Juliette Lewis. Oh, and wow. then Juliette Lewis turned it down, and then the front runner after that was like Liv Tyler. Uh, oh, and then they were looking at like Reese Witherspoon, Emma oh, Stone. Like good. there was Emma Stone. Were, yeah, wow. there were there were a whole bunch of actresses they were looking at. Emma for Stone would have been fantastic. Was she old enough at the time? Hey, Joel, like remember 12. when? Remember when you were like, "What other actress can you think of that could have done this role other than Anne Hathaway?" Yeah, Emma Stone. Emma Stone would have been fantastic. Emma Stone. I just thought she was I mean, too young. Yeah, I, I, I present the movie Easy A as Exhibit A. <laughs> yes, but that came out in 2010, almost yeah, a, a decade she after. Been, she would have been. She would have been a little bit younger. She would have been a little bit younger. Um, she might so, have actually looked through the role she was supposed to. Like, they, yeah. um, <laughs> the funny thing about Anne Hathaway is that she didn't even do a screen test. She auditioned for uh, for Gary Marshall, and I guess the story is he reminded her so much <laughs> of Penny Marshall. He thought she was so funny. She had such a great physical way about her, yeah. and uh, and and it's true. She's got a great physical presence. I agree. Uh, and so they they hired her right after yeah, she auditioned. They hired her falling all over this movie, falling in mm-hmm. cars, falling out of chairs, <laughs> everything on the bleachers, falling out. Ble- Dude, that fucking when she does that one eighty, that cannot have been scripted or directed because there's no way. Like you need a fucking stunt coordinator to do what she did. I think I think yeah. she like legit fell. And they played yeah. it off, and then they just, just kept they just yeah. intercut in that shot of Hector Elizondo like looking concerned, like rushing Running to her. her side, and then oh no, she's okay, she's getting up. Like, I think yeah. they had to add that after the fact. Sarah pointed that out. She's like, I don't think that was scripted. Yep. Uh, and then my first, my initial reaction was, oh yeah, but you know what? They cut to Hector Elizondo, and he's running to her. Like he's going to protect her. Maybe that's that was a character building thing. But the more that I think about it, the more I think you're both right yeah. that that wasn't mm-hmm. scripted and that they went back and just like, hey, we've got to put this together. Like you know, you were going to try to run to protect her after yeah. she hurt she herself. She busts her ass on yeah. those bleachers, yeah. man, and and, the, and powers through, laughs like a it boss. off. Yeah, again, yeah. 
the star power the, the that's mm-hmm. that is the it when people talk about actors and actresses that are like they just have that it they have that intangible thing mm-hmm. uh that's exactly what it is that was... speaking of pretty woman that laugh that comes out when yes. she does that that is a julia roberts like that big laugh i was that's just, just... Mm-hmm. i was just gonna say that's tantamount to the moment in pretty woman where uh richard gear like uh, is presenting the what? He's got something in a box and he slaps it the down on her, and she's like, Wah! She does her fucking crazy Julia Roberts <laughs> laugh, <laughs> which also was unscripted. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know he was he was told to do that to get an, an honest reaction out of Julia yeah, Roberts. It worked. Whenever I hear stories about that, though, where people are like, "The director told me to do this to get an honest reaction," it makes me wonder, like. Oh, were were they hard to work with on set? Like, were they hard to direct? Green, green. Yeah. So what? What else? What else about this movie? I didn't have any notes. I didn't write any notes down. I didn't really take any either, except for that cat. That cat's amazing. The cat. Writing about (laughs) that cat. Oh, did Did you see? Did you see last the last week tonight thing where they did like a whole segment about just for cats? No. It was. Oh my god. Tell me. What did he call it? Like last meow tonight. (laughs) Is that what it was called? Cat. I don't remember. Oh, was, okay. Yeah, no, it's it's worth YouTubing. Yeah, you should check it out. Right. It's it's super funny, especially if you're a cat owner. The only other note, the only other note I wrote down uh, was uh, Joe. You probably recognized Mark and Brian, radio DJs, famous. Yeah, DJs, radio DJs as the reporters showing up. No, they were doing uh, they were doing their DJ stuff on the oh beach. the DJ thing on the beach. Yeah. That's right on the beach. They were hosting uh, whatever Mandy Moore's strip tease that was Lala and the, the Lala bombs or whatever the hell they were called. Yeah, that seemed pretty sad. <laughs> Dude, what was up with Josh? Why did his hair always look like he needed a shower? Because because he was a Backstreet Boy. He even gets called out for being a Backstreet Boy in this film. And, yep, <laughs> he absolutely He's, is. It's too he was so greasy mm-hmm. and like Man. so <clears throat> so uh, so. Michael works at the the card the the shop, mm-hmm. but he also has a band. He's a musician, and he's and he's in the band with Josh. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yes, I just feel like Josh and Michael don't run in the same circle. No, Josh seems like a, a was Josh in that scene. Yeah, was yeah. it Josh the he's, lead singer? Well, yeah, no. yeah, absolutely. When the girls were talking about like he plays guitar mm-hmm. and no. yeah, yeah. Oh wow, yeah, really? I think Wait, so. stop. No, <laughs> I, I I got what Joe got. Yeah. Now maybe Hang he on. Talk he's just yourself. maybe he's just go back and watch it. I am. Sarah's gonna go back and watch the Maybe movie. Maybe he was just such a generic looking guys. white boy that just uh, another white wow. yeah, white blonde kid. Tell the difference. He did not with his stupid Jonathan Taylor Thomas hair. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. He that's the thing. He, he that guy, he in all the movies he does, he's either a good guy, like he or he's a, just a complete dick. And it's funny because he's usually more of the dick in movies that I Yeah, look remember. at him. Uh, think about it. He's the cause he's got that pretty boy look, but then when you Remember movies like Brink about roller skating and everything? He's what? the lead role of that. I don't think I saw that. You're talking about he, Eric Von Deaton? Yeah, Eric Von Deaton. There's this movie about roller skating that came out in like, I want to say it was the late 90s or early mm-hmm. 2000s. And he's the lead character. He's the lead character in that movie. Holy well. shit. He also voiced Sid from Toy Story, the evil yes. kid what? next door. Really? Yes. <laughs> So even in, even in animated legacy. even That's in animated legacy. form, he's a dick. <laughs> wow! Oh, I did not. Wow! Yeah, look at that. Wow. There you go. And then reprise the role for two, uh, Toy Story three in two thousand ten. Welcome, welcome to the editing bay, ladies and gentlemen. 
Mm. Well, we do we do our research here. That's right, investigative reporting. But the one note I had, I think it was at the the event or whatever towards the end, mm. where they're talking to this one. They're, they're like, "Oh, it's about to rain or whatever," and this random black guy out of nowhere is just like, huh, "It never comes down on Willie Brown." <laughs> it's not a random. <laughs> it was it was the the mayor of of Los Angeles. <laughs> well, he seemed random to or me. Or San Francisco. Who would have remembered San- that? Sarah remembered it. No, they're all kind. Of, yeah. No, Tess. There, there are moments throughout this movie where people are referenced, like the um, the violinist at the very end. They make a whole big deal about this, like this Asian woman who's like she gets introduced to the queen That's as right. like so and so with a name, a violinist that I guess we're supposed to know, but nobody knows who you are. <laughs> and if you're not in San Francisco, who knows who Willie Brown is? Is that not him? Oh, guys! So it's a different guy. Oh, that wasn't the well. Probably. I mean, he's got like gross. Let's see. He's so good. All right, there no, no, you no. go. There's definitive proof right there. Point made. There it is. Pixelated image streamed across yeah. from Sarah's phone. No, that's a All different. Right. That's a different guy. All right. Well, hey, Joe, you fooled me as well. I thought that. I know, was... it fo- yeah. Hey, but, Sarah, how hard is it? Random. How hard is it to put pantyhose on? Yes. Ah. Uh, it shouldn't be that hard. Yeah. She makes okay, it. She so does that. <laughs> what you got to do? You never just shove your foot in and hope for the you, best. You roll you it have down, to bunch right? it up to your toes. To your, yeah. you have all the toes, and so you put your foot in, and then you slide, slide it. it up. Yeah. She was. Right? She was doing that move that uh, OJ Simpson was doing when he was trying to not put on the glove. Oh yeah, that's right. Like, oh, I guess Nicole it doesn't Brown. fit. Oh, well, uh, like, oh, I can't get this glove on. It's so hard. It's like an infomercial, you know, when it's like, oh, is it difficult for you to carry too many boxes at the same time? <laughs> Picture of uh, stock footage. I love, I love the meme. It's like, are humans really this dumb? <laughs> <laughs> like, all the people in those infomercials are like two steps away from killing yeah, themselves. She's, she is actively trying not to put those pantyhose on. Hey, have you ever wanted to make toast but take a bath at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the ride. And I think I enjoyed the movie more when she had to like interact with side characters. I think the height of the movie, other than the Larry Miller moment, which I loved. I loved both Larry Miller moments. Especially when he comes back and he's in the principal's office, there's so much good stuff going on in that principal's office with Sandra O oh, like trying to like overdo like imitating the Queen of Genovia. Uh, <laughs> I loved it. When Larry Miller comes in and he keeps getting himself like riled up trying to apologize and he takes steps towards her and like Hector Elizondo stops him and he's always like yeah, uh what he? he says um Grazie. And then, uh, like, just under his breath, the Hector Elizondo is always like, Greco. <laughs> like, <laughs> like kind of going back and forth. Like, it's really great. I, I imagine there's, like, footage on the cutting room floor of, like, oh, yeah. Larry Miller making people break in that scene. Hector Elizondo making people break in that scene. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and I'd love to see that. I'd love to see the un, unedited gag reel for this movie. Uh, but I the, the scene where she's at the dinner which usually in most movies would annoy me. I loved, I loved the scene. Like there were so many parts in this movie that like it was G rated humor. And usually it's the kind of stuff that I would roll my eyes at. But for some reason sitting here watching it last night, I was like 
delighted by it. I would laugh at it. Yeah, I like gotta when, admit, it got me when too. she she set the guy's sleeve on fire next to her, I started guffawing. <laughs> it's because of her reaction too. Like, yeah, she yeah. Uh, she she plays it off, and and then the uh, the icing, the cherry on that uh, joke is, of course, the the stoic Asian guy who doesn't laugh or smile at anything throughout you know the dinner. He's the one who uh, breaks the ice and gets everybody laughing right. at the end. Like, He's all like, right, great. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> hey, it worked. Worked for me, too. Mm-hmm. So uh, would you recommend The Princess Diaries? Take it, down. Who wants to go first? There's only one right answer here, <laughs> gentlemen, just so you know. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> both like Man, you guilted them into recommending No, no, it's movie. not that. It's that neither one of us wanted to say it first, but secretly, yes, we, we both did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it much more than I thought I would. Yeah. Joel? Yeah, I mean, like, if you can get past the kind of lack of message, I'm not sure if this is a good message to send to girls i mean maybe there's some female empowerment in there and becoming yourself and making your own choices and blah 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 but at the same time it's still sugar-coated you know with this oh girls get a makeover and you can have a crush on the hot boy but then the the cute boy is the one he's really into so she gets she gets everything in the end and doesn't really have to do much to get it well i think part of the problem of that is this is a girl's coming of age story directed by an old man yeah, yeah. And I think that, shallow uh, that luckily nowadays we wouldn't run into something like that uh, because it, as great a director as I think for what he does, Gary Marshall could be, I don't think Gary Marshall's the right person to get for a girl's coming of age story. I agree. But then again, who am I to talk? The movie made $146 million or $160 right. something. Your million wife loves dollars. it. Yeah, she loved it. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's not all. So you would recommend this movie, babe? I would recommend the hell out of this movie. One of the things that's so much fun about this movie is, I mean, it, it hits all of those happy notes where it's like, you can be, cause I was a weird kid with like, like jacked up teeth and a big nose and like big comic eyeballs and like the whole thing. Bushy eyebrows. And, and at some point I sort of grew into my face, but I sort of also didn't. And that's kind of fine though. Cause I'm a grown up now, but this movie shows you that you can have, like a full makeover and mm-hmm. be gorgeous and still be public enemy number one because teenage girls are assholes. The fucking worst. So <laughs> it's kind of like the whole kind of, that underlying theme is that actually like Joel's working out other issues. <laughs> we all had a Mandy Moore in our life. <laughs> like your looks sort of don't matter. I mean, they sort of do, but like the guy she ends up with was into her when she had frizzy hair and bushy eyebrows mm-hmm. and glasses. Oh, oh, oh so, Sarah, Sarah, she saw him when, he, when she was invisible. Yeah. That's a beautiful line. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I stole I stole that foot pop for my wedding. Oh, I did, did not the foot pull pop. it off as well. Oh. But, you made her but foot I stole that. <laughs> I made her foot pop. Oh, that's, that's so weird. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a really weird thing to say. <laughs> like doing a massage? I don't understand. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I, I would recommend this movie. Oh, I mean it's right. one of the I, I I would I would sit Harper down to watch it absolutely. Okay. You know I think it's it's definitely not aimed at me, but I still had a good time with it. Uh, it's harmless, like I said at the beginning yeah. of the podcast. It's harmless. Uh, I don't think that I think that if you watch this movie and like you finish the movie and you're like just pissed off about the time you spent, <laughs> I think you're probably sociopathic. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's 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 fine. It's it's a fine movie. It's a cute idea. 
it's pretty women for kids. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty women for your kids if you don't want them to know about hookers. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, what did the Princess Diaries do right? We'll start with Joel. Oh, man, put me on the spot. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we've said it before, but uh, Anne Hathaway carries this movie. If you don't have Anne Hathaway, I mean, you've got me with Emma Stone. Yes, Emma Stone, were she five years older in 2001, maybe could have done this. Still think she was too young at the time. Uh, but Anne Hathaway, a star was born when this movie came out. And uh, without mm-hmm. her, this movie does not make $165 million and a sequel. Yeah. Tess? Anne Hathaway and also <laughs> the you know, well, Anne Hathaway and also the relationship she had with Hector Elizondo in that movie. Oh, that movie. yeah. Yeah, that's why I really liked a lot. His mm-hmm. character, his, what he did in this movie was amazing. And the scene, like all the scenes that he was in. And just being like the moral voice and a lot of the things that were going on because for him and the the grandmother, because you know how she was doubting Anne Hathaway a lot of the way? He was the one who was telling her like, no, I, I have no doubt about her. She can do it. So yeah. I kind of like that dynamic they had. Mm-hmm. Babe? Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Wow. Joe, yeah. make it's- it four for four. Well, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Larry Miller. Larry Miller was no, uh, Anne Hathaway, of course, <laughs> Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway explodes off the screen, like especially as a newcomer with this being her first like starring role in a mm-hmm. feature film. I think that she she handles it like a seasoned pro. Yeah, absolutely. She's, she's, she's wonderful. Um, <laughs> I love her reactions to things. I like, remember when she went to, uh, to the, uh, the embassy to see her grandmother for the first time? And she steps on the grass. There's that recording in like eight different languages to stay off the grass. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> that was funny to me. Uh, all right, so what did this movie do wrong? What did it do wrong? Um, yeah, there's not much of a message here. There's not much of a, a growth that her character goes through, aside from her kind of just kind of dealing with adversity. You know, we talked about the Manny Moore character didn't have a comeuppance, and Josh, what was his role? They were all there to support her life like she, she you compared it to twilight earlier she's basically bella just a little mm-hmm. more palatable and with yeah. less vampires and blood yes tess uh for me i guess it was a it was a a nice princess story but i guess it wasn't the greatest princess story that like i mean i grew up on disney channel movies not saying that yeah. not to sound like a little girl growing up or whatever like that Too late. But <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> a little girl no no go ahead tess but i mean it's it's like it's like Sarah was saying earlier. It's it's like every story you've heard before, like from the from the eighties and everything. So it wasn't anything that was the newest thing about it was this this uh new country that we've never heard of. That, <laughs> yes. was, that was the newest thing about it. Other than that, but it's a story that we've heard that we knew where it was going. So that was the worst thing to me about it. <laughs> but just... no, what what do you think it did wrong? Joe? There you go. Uh, I I got to take a page of what Joel said when he he pointed out like the Manny Moore character, the Josh character, uh, the villains, even the uh, the two that the the guy and his wife who apparently were supposed to inherit the crown Which of we didn't Genovia. Find out until the climax oh, yeah. of the movie, bro. Like like these are things that should have been fleshed out. Like again, anything that resembled a significant bit of conflict that mm. could have been like tied into the story to give a satisfactory ending like we didn't have any of that like it was mostly just about like her she doesn't want to be a, a princess and and i'm sorry <laughs> and maybe i'm being uh, i'm generalizing too much but like if someone were to come to me and be like hey your father was actually the king of this country <laughs> and you're a pr- like and so we went like immediately i'd be like when do we go yes. when do we leave and I get it. Like she wants to be invisible. She wants. She doesn't want to be seen. I just. I feel like. And Sarah, 
as a teenage girl, did you just want to be invisible and not seen? Did you think of things like that? I mean, I wanted to suddenly be amazing and to have like great teeth and awesome <laughs> skin and, you know, be able to speak without being awkward and make funny faces. But um, so if that was part of like being like deemed princess, then yeah, I would have been on board. <laughs> I would have been like, when do we go? When do we leave? Are there princess lessons for that? Because yeah, that would have been huge for me. You mean I could live in a castle? And we got, we're gonna have a lot of money, and like, I could have a PlayStation Five. Yes, you were, the, I, you were the prince of Jorovia. That's your country's <laughs> name. That's stupid. Don't laugh. At me. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what I thought the movie did wrong. What did you think it did wrong? The editing. Yeah, I yeah. felt like the entire movie looked like somebody who had never seen the script just got like a stack of scenes and was like, that looks good. As if Gary Marshall had gone in and said, okay, this time I want you to play it this way. Mm. That was good. Now, this time try playing it a little bit different. And then whoever was editing it just took shots from all different Mm. versions of the same scene and ended up with, huh. (laughs) Yeah, believable. (laughs) And yet I'm on board. A weird hodgepodge of emotion. Uh, You know, hmm. to speak to your point about editing, there were so many times where they would cut to awkward coverage. Like there'd be someone would be delivering a line and they would cut the coverage of like somebody else. Like that whole bit where she worked at the at the indoor rock gym where like she didn't have her glasses on. She was working at a rock gym. And I I, like I don't know. It seemed like it was put in after the fact. But she was talking to her mom. There's that part where she's talking to her mom. And in the middle of her delivering a line, they cut to some dude that works with her putting (laughs) shit away in a cubby hole. And like, you know, and. And they weren't even talking about him. It, it was just his reaction shot. It's funny you say that. They did the same thing with the best friend who uh, is hosting her cable Wayne's World show. Uh, mm-hmm. That that fucking Anne Hathaway totally just like ghosted on her on. By the way, um, <laughs> but yeah, when she's doing her show, there's like a good 15 second clip of the girl working the camera, like getting behind the camera, adjusting it, focusing, like clearly covering an edit, but not doing it very eloquently. No, Isn't that a good point. No. They're- it's a couple of situations like that. Uh, all right. If we were going to remake yep. the Princess Diaries now, how would we do that, guys? Well, I have another theme. Oh, of course you do. Of course I do. I bet it's, I bet it's the Devil Wears Prada. Uh, one, hey, two, hey. three. You know, four, I tried to make five, that work. but seven, uh... I recast 12 people. No, I say that, Joel, because I was going to have a theme and it was going to be the Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> yeah, we started to and uh, tried to make it work and uh, not, enough, not enough actors. Yeah, not enough people. That was my problem, too. Uh, all right. So, yeah, I have 12 people recast. Wow. I have nine. Okay. One, two, three, I'm gonna have 10. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 11, 12, 13, 14. Oh, 14. I got 15. I like this movie, guys. How many like did it. you have, Ted? Uh, eight. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Well, Joel, if you have a theme, do you want to go ahead? Queen. My theme is a, uh, a film that came out uh, a little over a year ago. Uh, and for me, Serenity was an instant classic. That's uh. right, Serenity. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> talking about the uh, high school coming of age uh, film called Book Smarts, about a couple of mm-hmm. girls uh, who are uh, you know going on adventures, and uh, has a nice varied cast with a lot of teenagers. And I thought it fit in fairly nicely. Uh, I'll start at the bottom. So Josh, the uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas douche uh, dude bro. Uh, 
you don't know the actor's name, but uh, if you've seen Booksmart, and I recommend you do because love it, and it's funny as hell and touching and endearing and um, great film. Have you guys seen it? No. No. Oh, I'm the only one who's seen it. Well, then these names will mean nothing to you, but uh, Mason Gooding, <laughs> who plays the character of Nick, uh, he's going to be my Josh. Um, okay. For the Michael uh, uh, Mosk- Moskowitz, Moskowitz. Uh, character Five Mouskowitz, the good boy, yeah, the uh, the the the, the nice wow. boy. I went with uh, the actor's name is Skylar Gisando. He plays Jared from Booksmart. For Lana, uh, the Mandy Moore. Uh, Lana. Mm-hmm. I went with a Billy Lord, uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter, oh, plays Gigi yeah, in that movie. The Larry Miller character. How about Will Arnett? He's in that movie as well. I like that. I like that you recap. That's Larry Miller character. Of course, man, he's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Vice Principal, I'm going to go with an actress named Jessica Williams. She plays Miss Fine in uh, Booksmart. For Lily, the best friend, Beanie Feldstein, of course. Jonah, oh, Jonah Hill's Jonah sister. Jonah Hill's sister, Beanie mm. Feldstein's great in that. Uh, the mother, I went with the mother from Booksmart, Lisa Kudrow in that role. Nice, uh, nice. Joe, who is the uh, Hector Alizondo yeah. character, this one will be played by Jason Sudeikis, who plays the principal hey. of Booksmart. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, and then finally, Mia will be played by uh, Caitlin Dever, is the actress's name, uh, who is one of the leads. Uh, and then I didn't have uh, anybody to fit in for uh, Queen Rinaldi, uh, so I went with Meryl Streep. Sorry, there's my double arch bra to throw out. <laughs> there you go. Yep. All of that directed by Olivia Wilde. So okay. get a girl in here. Who do yeah, the direct smart director. Girl uh, yeah. coming of age film. There you go. Uh, all right, Tess, do you have a theme? No, I don't. I was okay. all over the place. I don't. I'm all over the place too. All so right. let's start, Sarah. Since you have 15, yeah. Who's who's the low person on your totem pole? Uh, oh, okay. So my Lana and her minions. My Lana is going to be Haley Baldwin. Hmm. Uh, that's right, Mrs. Justin Bieber, because I feel like she's really punchable. And nobody likes her, and that's <laughs> that's what Lana needs to be. And her little minions are going to be Kendall and Kylie Jenner. So uh, you just hate all of them so deeply. Yes. Okay, I don't have the minions, but I do have Lana, and I have another Haley. I went with Haley Steinfeld because I feel like she's got to be an actress that can sing. So there you go. There we go. There's my oh. Haley, my my Lana. Tess. Oh. Well. Honestly, my Lana, she's probably going to be a little too old for this role, but I went off of seeing her in another movie where she was a mean girl, and I went with Rachel McAdams for that role. Oh, nice. Mm. Yeah. Okay, who's who do you have next <laughs> on your list? Uh, okay, so other people you probably don't have. Um, Mr. Robitussin. Oh, I didn't <laughs> read that. Mr. Robitussin. And interesting. Well, I had to I had to go with Stanley Tucci because oh, we perfect. needed we needed some Tucci. <laughs> Everybody so, needs a little Tucci. Hey, no, but you didn't have that. Okay, so no. I also cast Paolo. Aha, the Larry oh. Miller role. That's right, and I cast him as Leslie Jordan. Anybody, anybody know who that is? Who's Leslie Jordan? Okay, so I know him best from Will and Grace. He's ah. a tiny little man from Tennessee with a very thick accent and. He's kind of obnoxious, so he's not going to be an Italian. He'll still be called Paolo, but he's going to have his full southern, like, gay man Tennessee accent. Oh, I That's love this guy. It will be, it'll be great. Yeah. Joe, you know him. Um, let's see. He was in The Help. He was in... Um, nope. Yeah, Will and Grace. <laughs> oh, man, when you see him, you'll know him, but I can't think of anything famous you would know him from. But he does Tess, have a little did you recast Paolo? southern drill. No, I did not. No, Okay, I recast Paolo with Channing Tatum. 
Why? Because of 21 Drum Street? <laughs> You'll see. You'll see. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. Who's next? Who do you have next? Oh, I know who that is. Leslie Jordan. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Who's next? Who do you have? Who do I have? Give me. Give, tell me. Tell me I recast me as dad. Okay. I did what? me as dad. Okay. So, really? uh, yeah. Originally, I was going to go with Tom Hilston as me as dad. Oh. But decided instead I would go with Adam Driver. Oh. <laughs> Climb me like a tree, you sexy <laughs> I never remember what he says. Uh, yeah, for me as dad, I went with uh, with Adam Driver. Uh, Paolo, did anybody recast Principal Gupta? Wait, uh, I did the dead the dead dad. You did the dead dad? Okay. I did. De- dead dad for me is Tom Hughes from the, the ITV series um, Victoria. He's devastatingly handsome look him up later that's that's my that's my cool. dead dad and you know what he didn't have a whole lot that he needs to do in this movie well he's right. british so he can definitely pull off i mean just have him read all the sad sad letters ever yeah okay. all right um how about principal gupta did you do her yes okay go ahead audra mcdonald oh audra mcdonald's great how I know her. I recently, I recently watched Beauty and the Beast, so she's in my, she's in my head. She was the wardrobe, she was the but wardrobe. she's also like the most famous, what, like soprano, Broadway yes. singer. Yeah, she's a, she's a something. Tess, did you do the principal? Did not do the principal. I recast uh, Lupita Nyong'o <laughs> as the Ooh. principal. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right, next here I've got. Um, uh, I guess Josh Bryant is the lowest man. Who do you have? Who's the lowest person on your list now? Uh, so I cast the the assistant Charlotte. Ah, the oh, assistant. Yes, that's going to be Emily Blunt because the assistant in this one was bullshit. She was so yeah. so bad. It's pretty vanilla. Uh, nepotism. And she was in a league of their own, so she should have been better. I thought, but no, she's not. So that's that's she's Emily not. Blunt for me. Mm-hmm. And then I I cast the teacher as well. Oh, I didn't. The, the I didn't cast teacher. Her. As Milo Ventimiglia. Milo Ventimiglia. Yeah. yeah. You'll see why. <laughs> All right. Did you have any of them, Tess? No. None no, of them. Me neither. <laughs> me neither. All right. So uh, I have Josh Bryant. Got the, him. Uh, the douchey Backstreet Boys guy. Mm-hmm. I yeah. went with uh, with Ready Player One and X-Men The Dark Phoenix's Ty Sheridan yeah. as Josh Bryant. I like that. Hmm. Well, I went with Workaholics's Anders Holm. Yes. <laughs> My Josh Bryant. Who do you have for Josh Bryant? Well, and I picked Timothy Chalamet for that. Because <laughs> I just hate him so much. She's she is not a Timothy Chalamet no, fan. Oh, boo. No. Um, wow. Okay, so next, uh, Michael Mouskowitz. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I recast me as mom. Did anybody else recast me as mom? Yes. Yes. Tess, you did? Okay. Uh, I went with, speaking of, Emma Stone as Mia's mom. Hmm. I went with Julia Roberts. Oh, that's a good oh, one. Wow. Exactly. Uh, let's see what you did. Speaking of Pretty Woman. <laughs> yeah. And I went with Mandy Moore. Oh, oh, yeah. So at the end of this movie, she gets to hook up with her dead husband from This Is Us. I <laughs> oh, see what you did there. <laughs> that's funny. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's for all you This Is Us fans out there. Uh, okay. It. Michael Moskowitz. <laughs> Uh, I went with the uh, Detective Pikachu's um, Justice Smith. Oh, okay. I, I like him. Yeah. I went with Logan Lerman. He is the star yeah. from Perks of a Wallflower. Yeah, and he was also in Percy Jackson. Uh, yes, he was. Right. I love Percy that movie. Jackson. And the, the Brad Pitt movie, Fury. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that, but yeah. You should check that one out. 
Oh, Who do you have? I went with Tom Holland. Tom Holland! Of course. Oh, of course. You can't go nice. wrong. Uh, okay, so playing the role of his sister, Lily, uh, I went okay. with uh, Shaddai Wright Joseph, who is in uh, Jordan Peele's Us, and she was the voice of young Nala in the live-action Lion King. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you I seen that yet? Up. It was no. the Lion King? Yeah. No. No, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, it's got Charles Gambino in it, doesn't it? He's simple. Yeah. Hey, where are my tickets? So, um, so I went with Aubrey <laughs> Plaza. <laughs> but yeah, Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza, Plaza is a good game. choice. Yeah, hey, great. did you guys watch the uh, the Parks and Rec special? Oh, we talked about that already. Oh, we did. Okay, yeah, never <laughs> that was last week's episode. <laughs> Listen to our episode uh, from last week where we talked about the Parks and Rec special. Our, so uh, shut up, Parks yeah. and Rec special episode. <laughs> Yes, I did. I can't Sorry. tell because honestly, that was from two weeks ago. But exactly. <laughs> Time is a construct. <laughs> Who do you have for uh, for for Lily? So my my um, Tom Holland sister is going to be Saoirse Ronan. Hey, Ooh, yeah, Saoirse. Uh, all right. So now I've got the uh, the character of Joe, the Hector Elizondo character. Tess, who do you have? I've got Jonathan Banks, otherwise known as. Um, Otherwise known as uh, Joe Ermentrout from Breaking Bad. Nice character. Yeah, that's good. That's mm. good, Sarah. I got J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Uh, guys, perfect. I think I've trumped everybody on this. I think I picked the best one. Uh, someone who's obviously going to work security for a queen. Uh, Keanu Reeves. John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't wait to see who he's going to hook up with. John Week. Well, well, then let's talk about that. Yeah. Queen Clarice. Who did we cast as Queen Clarice? Well, to go along with my Keanu Reeves, I think age appropriate Kate Blanchett would be uh, the perfect, perfect person to match she's up with Keanu Reeves. Played a queen before, a queen of the elves. Yeah, and she's actually played Queen Elizabeth and an actual well, queen. That's right. <laughs> I went with Emma Thompson. Nice. Ooh. I'm sure she's played a queen yeah. at some point, was, too. <laughs> so I was going to go with Meryl Streep, but since Joel beat me to it, I'm going to change Sorry. mine to Jame Judy, Jame? Dame Judy Dench. Yeah. There we go. She would work really well with J.K. Simmons because yes. they're both like kind of old, old and wrinkly, oh, but, <laughs> old but and wrinkly. nice. I like that you were going to call her Jame Duty Dench. <laughs> <laughs> old and wrinkly, Sarah, but smooth when it counts. That, but no, Joe brought it back. I love it. All right. And so yeah. finally, uh, the role of Mia, oh, yeah. the uh, the princess, the titular princess mm-hmm. diarist. Uh, <laughs> who, who would you go with, Tess? Played by Emma Roberts. Emma oh. Roberts. So you've got you've got niece and aunt in the same yep. movie. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you should have put Eric Roberts in there too? He could have been Mr. Robitussin. <laughs> he could have been Mr. Robitussin. <laughs> well, that's why Mr. Robitussin. There, the whole perfect. Roberts clan. Uh, my uh, my Mia would uh, would be played by Sophia Lillies, who played uh, young Beverly in It. Oh, she, man, and... she's everywhere. She's fantastic. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, she's a good actress. My Mia's going to be Ariel Winter because she's got lots of free time on her hands now that Modern Family is over. Yeah, so. R.I.P. Modern Family. Uh, guys, if you have any thoughts on how you would recast The Princess Diaries or if there's something about the movie that we never touched on that you've been screaming back at your podcast about, uh, let us know. Go to facebook.com slash editing bay or, uh, you know what, just uh, type the editing bay in that search bar and uh, and find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes click on that and that's where you can talk back to us and let us know what you think about the movie if you have ideas for us to uh for movies that for us to talk about in the future go ahead and put your suggestions there as well we've also got a website right joe we sure do it is not 
the editing bay. It's not edit bay. It's somewhere in between. It's editingbay.com. Uh, and when you go there, you're going to see the aforementioned Facebook page. You're going to see our Twitter handle. Oh, there's Sarah taking a nice little selfie there. Uh, you'll see this picture that Sarah's taking right now. We'll fo- post that on the <laughs> Facebook page. Maybe I'll even tweet it out. Where are you going to find that? Well, you're going to find it on Twitter at the editing. Wow, base. I look crazy in that. Let's do that one again. Follow us there. Here we go. I'm going to pose again. Give us the countdown. I'm going to throw up gang signs. One, two, three gang signs. All right. Yeah, there you go. So you'll see that picture on Facebook, also on our Twitter. <laughs> nice. Uh, so at the Editing Bay, uh, and if you want to uh, subscribe and maybe uh, do a little good here for the podcast here, throw some ducats our way, you can do that on our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash editing bay where you can subscribe and uh, get all, you'll get all of our episodes as soon as I get done uploading them all. Uh, but all that and more on editingbay.com. Guys, leave a rating and a review, please, on your podcasting app. Five-star rating would be fantastic. And then leave a little review. Let us know what you think we, uh, we're doing right. Uh, even if you've got criticism, make it five-star criticism. And that's perfect. You know what? If you leave less than five stars, you know what you are? You're Alana. You're oh, Alana. No. You're, you're taking advantage of a, poor, of a poor girl. You're going to put her in a tent, and then while she's changing, you're going to lift the tent up so a bunch of pervy reporters can yeah. take pictures and try to ask her questions. What's with that? That was so weird. Like You would think some responsible yeah. adult would be like, hey, look, that's a 15-year-old. Yeah, maybe... We should probably be respectful of what's going on yeah, right You're going to find yourself with a lawsuit, man. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, go ahead and leave us a rating and review, and uh, let us know what you like about the show. Uh, all right, so... What are we going to do next week? It's whose pick is? Is it Tess? It's Tess. It's my it's Tess. pick. It's another Tess pick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for next week, I decided to pick this movie because my roommate, well, he basically kind of guilted me into this oh, because this is one. Of, this is one of the movies that he loves and that I all that I always tease him about because he has three movies that he. For, it doesn't matter who you are. He always likes to sit people down and tell them about this and make them watch this movie. Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. <laughs> <laughs> and one of those three. I honestly think I might pick all three of these movies at some point in time. Mm. But for the first one. Always good criteria. Three movies is 2015's The Lobster, starring Colin Farrell. And it also has. Um, Rachel Weiss. Yeah. Ooh. And uh, McGinley. Uh, John C. John C. McGinley. Yeah. McGinley. <laughs> Yeah, so The Lobster, it's actually on Netflix, too, so easy to stream. Cool, man. Looking forward to that. I've seen it before. Joel, have have you? you? No, uh, I've been wanting to since it came out because it got good reviews, um, but then the only thing I know about it besides that is um, my in-laws saw it uh, while they were high (laughs) a couple years ago and uh, did not enjoy it, did not recommend it. Uh, Yeah, they are pretty cool. Hope they're not listening. I'm telling you this very personal story here. Yeah, you got great on both of you on both of your sides. <laughs> Love both of your parents. All parents are great. Mm-hmm. She's shaking her head. <laughs> your dad's never gotten high on anything. <laughs> He's high on life. My dad, yeah, no, my dad's sometimes high on bigotry. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, I love my dad, but my dad. Hashtag MAGA. My dad's all right. He's just listened to too much conservative talk oh, radio. Sounds Sorry. like your dad and my dad would get along. <laughs> um. Yeah. Just kind of a basic elevator pitch. The lobster is a, it's basically about like in this society, you have like to fall in love by a certain point mm-hmm. or else, and if you don't, you turn into an animal and you get to choose what animal it's going to be. And Colin Farrell's character has chosen a lobster. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's about finding love I'm with the ticking time, a ticking clock. Uh, all right. So uh, we will check that out next week. Um, Sarah, dear, thank you so much. 
so you were wonderful. Oh yeah, love when you're on. Good pick, by the way. <laughs> Jeff, thank you, sir. <laughs> Tess, great job. Yeah, man. Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. All right, guys, we'll catch you next week for 2015's The Lobster. The Lobster. Yeah. Take it easy. Bye. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.